You are now listening to Cyber Time Bite, hosted by me, Stephen Clark. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Well, yeah, one, three, two, one. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to welcome to Cyber Time Bite, episode thirty-eight. 38 episodes and it's your boy Steve and let me let me uh raise my hand and attempt to call down the microphone from the ceiling which doesn't exist in my house but let's just pretend it's happening and and today for my guest I have the most I I have one I got one of the most popular wrestling YouTube channels I think as of right now, here on the YouTube channel, today I got Brian Zane, the Mr. He Does It For The Content! Hold it, hold it, hold it for five minutes, hold it for five minutes. Content! I will say, you would have made a much better illegitimate son for Vincent Mann than Mr. Kennedy. That's all I'll say. <laughs> oh, I probably would. <laughs> Oh, well, how you doing? I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Hey, no problem. I, I feel like this would be a lot better than when you when we first interviewed you when you were on Adventure Time Guys a long time ago, and and um I I've been doing this for almost a year or so and and I've been had a lot of great people so it's nice to catch up with you. Yeah, I know it's been a while since we did the Adventure Time uh podcast and uh, you know. Uh, yeah, it's been a couple of years since I think actually I was in uh, I'm pretty sure no, we didn't do the interview when I was in Louisville, but we talked about it then. Like you wanted to talk to me on the phone for a bit to kind of plan it out. And so that was my first memory of us talking was then. But yeah, the interview took place after I got back home. But um yeah, man, it's been a while and you know, a lot has changed, yet a lot stays the same. Yeah. So <laughs> So I remember, remember when I came on your live stream at one time, and I and I beat you on your own live stream. <laughs> I do remember that. Yes, it was a day that hurt my pride a little bit, but um, you know that's uh, one, maybe one day when I get back into doing online play in the live streams again, you and I could have a rematch, and I'll show you how it's done. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> no yeah. I um. Yeah, but that that was really that was really fun to do. I mean, like I um, we haven't played for people who are listening. Me and him haven't played haven't played against each other since. But that was Halloween, not this past year, but that was the year before. I remember that because I was in costume when I was playing you. Well, there you go. And uh, yep, fun times. My um, my costume that year, real quickly, was actually a double dare contestant. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of fun there. Um, so let's talk. Let's talk about big news here. Let's talk about your big news. You yeah. are starting a battle royal, and someone's going to be a million dollars richer by the end of this thing. That's right. That's right. We just announced it um, today, as of this recording this morning. It was uh, announced 
that Black Label Pro is holding their Adventures in Wrestling show as part at, at, during WrestleMania weekend at the White Eagle Hall in Jersey City. It's part of GCW's The Collective, which is a whole big weekend of events uh, in one building with a lot of different promotions. But Game Changer Wrestling is the uh, is the head of it all, um, and of course the two Joey Janela shows. Are happening there that weekend as well, along with uh, International Wrestling Cartel and AIW, um, Nova Pro out of Virginia. A lot of different like uh, the the upper tier indies that you might have heard about if you follow that 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 part of wrestling. Uh, they're all going to be there, and so Black Label Pro is hosting Adventures in Wrestling. And at that show that Friday, it's going to be Wrestling with Regret presents the influencer Brian Zane's Million Dollar Battle Royal. And uh, since then, we've announced about 10 people in the Battle Royal. More to come. I do know that more uh, more of the wrestlers are working on their promo videos as they speak to submit to me. And then in a few weeks, we'll do kind of a, a sequel to today's video. And we'll introduce some more of the, the, the participants. But yeah, it's a big deal. You know, it's like I've always wanted to be involved at some level in WrestleMania weekend because it is where all the eyes of the wrestling world look upon every year. It's always a huge gathering of fans and wrestlers and businesses. So uh, it's really the place to be and get noticed. So to be a part of the collective, to be a part of this great organization like Black Label Pro, and to put on this battle royal with my name and my face on it, not just like, you know, you know me bringing Levi to the ring in the battle royal and it being somebody else's, for it to be like the, having the Wrestling with Regret stamp on it, I think is a huge deal for this channel. Because I believe now I am the first and only wrestling YouTuber to be involved on a major level show like this for WrestleMania weekend. Two two things I gotta add to that is that um is that okay, first question is is that are you gonna be in the Battle Royal? God no. No, I'm not gonna be in the Battle Royal. I mean <laughs> You know, it'd be nice to win it and get the million dollars back so I don't have to give it to anybody, but, uh, you know. Paul Vince McMahon. It, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's – or maybe I'll wait for a piece of the set to fall on me before I can give the money out. That'd be kind of nice. Uh, no, I so, meant the – I was referencing the Royal Rumble. Oh, there you go. Uh, but, no, it's – no, it's it's not going to be – I'm going to be kind of the MC of it, but, no, there will be – other actual far more qualified individuals than me in the match. Uh, Levi Shapiro, who of course is the wrestling with regret YouTube champion. He's uh, going to be in the battle Royal and he's going to be defending the title in the match as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, Frisco flame, who is better known to people on, who, who watch my channel as our Felix Finch, the most polarizing figure on my channel. Uh, he is going to be in it as well as Frisco flame. That That's pretty, that's pretty cool. Um, that's that's actually really really cool that you're that you're bringing all these wrestlers together and they're going to be battling for a million dollars. If I was a wrestler, I would agree. I would agree to be in this million dollar battle royale as well because not only would it, if I was a wrestler boost my career, but it would also boost this podcast and that would be really cool. But sure, you, you could buy the fanciest microphones for a million dollars. <laughs> I can get a blue microphone and finally get great quality. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. but no. I mean, like for me, I'm actually. Um, like you, you, I'm not. I'm not doing a. I'm not starting a battle royal or anything. But me and Cam are actually going to be up in Maine in May, being a panel that we're actually going to be part of. That actually, uh, you know, put the podcast a little bit more up in a, in a fan base, sort of. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, you know, honestly, what I'm most excited about for Mania Weekend. 
Um, you know, as much as I'm excited about Black Label Pro and, you know, the show itself, WrestleMania, I'm just psyched. I'm jazzed that Mania is happening in, you know, the New York, New Jersey area mm-hmm. this year. About a decade ago, my uh, my wife and my girlfriend and I, we went to Manhattan for a week uh, and uh, I loved it. I'm like, at heart, I kind of have like a big city soul mindset and there's a part of me I, I'm born and raised in Portland, Oregon, which is a pretty big city, but like I feel like I would love the chance to live in like New York City. If money were not an object and I had nothing tying me down, oh I'd love to live in New York. Um so I just I fell in love with New York City when I was there the first time visiting and um, now it's gonna be basically a big boys trip because it's gonna be me, uh R. Felix Finch, Levi Shapiro, and Jay Biggs. We're all gonna be hanging out together. And uh, it's going to be a wild few nights for sure because, uh, you know, if I, ne- if I don't work any other shows that WrestleMania weekend or even see any other shows that weekend, it'll be fine because there's a karaoke lounge two blocks from my hotel. I'm spending all my other nights there. You can better believe it. Are you a karaoke master? Are you like, are you like the guy that goes into karaoke bars and is like, I own this place? Oh, yeah. No, that's me. I take karaoke very seriously. I, I, don't, I, I don't mess around. With karaoke i i pick like big songs big numbers uh technically difficult numbers um some of my standards are queen songs like somebody to love uh mm-hmm. i love singing uh me and mrs jones by billy paul and uh i like some of the other stuff i i, I like a lot of they might be giant songs as well i play i, I sing a, a a wide breadth of things before i kind of lost my range i was singing a lot of uh i saw i sang bad romance by lady gaga and uh always brings the house down so yeah i mean i'm one of those guys in fact actually last weekend i went to a karaoke bar in portland and um got a lot of songs in because it was on a thursday night and no one was there as i felt like ah, oh, i'm in my element <laughs> That's really awesome. I mean, for me, I I'm I'm gonna admit I'm pretty bad at karaoke myself. I just do it for fun. I don't take it as like a serious. I don't take it seriously or anything. I just take it as it's just one of those things I do for fun. But um, so I mean, like in no way would I ever challenge you in any karaoke thing because I know that you're <laughs> good and I know you're good. But <laughs> you see, I do it for fun too. But like my fun is it's my it's my my artistic expression you know so uh-huh. uh it is a lot of fun for me i i mean i take it seriously insofar as like you know i i have singing experience and so i try to make it sound good you know if i and if my voice is shot or something i'm all you know if i if i you know mess up notes i get kind of uh, down on myself but uh you know it's all good it's it's just it's it's fun it's just entertainment for me does your does your wife come with you for duets no, she doesn't sing. It's really sad. Um, but you know, she's there. She watches and stuff. Yeah, I think I'm too overbearing <laughs> with uh, with duets. We tried doing one before, and she didn't like the experience. <laughs> um, I'm a perfectionist, so yeah. So <laughs> but, you know. So do you? It, it is what it is. Yeah. So. I, I, we all know who who has ever watched your channel like I did, and the people who are listening to this probably had to. Um, well, I hope would had to if you're listening to this. But um, but we all know that WrestleMania 19 in Seattle, Washington, at the Safeco Field was your very first WrestleMania ever. And mm-hmm. and do you think do you think that at at two in via 2019 
that you had been that you had had been going to all the WrestleManias that you had been to? Like, do you think that was even going to be even possible? No, because you know, like back, you know, for in in the many years between WrestleManias nineteen and thirty one, they never really did any West Coast manias or manias that were within a reasonable distance for me, and I never could afford the tickets. So, you know, after a while, it became something where it would have been my. It's been it's been a work trip, but it's also been a lot of fun, and uh, it's been an excuse to go to Mania every year. So. yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where, yeah, it's, I kind of look back and, man, I've been able to, I've been lucky enough to attend the last several WrestleManias, uh, starting with Santa Clara, uh, 31. So, yeah, it's just been really cool. And I know there's a lot more wrestling experiences out there that I'd like to enjoy. Like, for example, I am going to Double or Nothing in Las Vegas in a couple of months. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to that. I'd love the chance to go to some of the New Japan shows in America. I mean, there are some that are relatively close to me. Like they're in California, but I just can't find the time to do them. One day I'd like to do that and attend something like that. But it's um, – yeah, it's – uh, it's been very cool. I think I've, I've, I've been lucky enough to experience a lot of co- just cool things uh, having to do with wrestling, meet a lot of cool people, and have all these really neat experiences. Yeah, because I um, I always wanted to go to WrestleMania, and I was in when they were doing WrestleMania here back in 2006. I wasn't I wasn't old enough to watch wrestling yet, but that would have been such a cool experience. Did you get to go to it, or was it, or was that like a time when you, when you just didn't have like the funds to go traveling to a WrestleMania at the time? Oh, which one was this? WrestleMania twenty two. Yeah, yeah, I mean that was no. I mean I had not been able to go to that one. Um, yeah, it's mostly an issue of money because like yeah, there was a big old period of time where I was a broke college kid and. You know, had to uh, save money on other things besides WrestleMania tickets and all the travel therein. Um, and then, you know, in future years, it always, you know, I don't want to take much time off work. I want to save that that time for other kind of trips. Uh, so yeah, it's. I think this channel has helped justify me making a lot of trips to WrestleMania in ways that any other job I have would not. <laughs> so. Uh, it, like I said, I, I, I've been very fortunate with the success of wrestling with regret in that mm-hmm. regard. Is, uh, is wrestling, is your YouTube channel, like, like, do you have like a, like a job besides the channel or is like the channel became your job? Sort of yeah. Thing? As of, um, God, it's been two and a half plus years now. Uh, yeah. August of 2016, actually, that I started doing this channel full time. Uh, and it was a really interesting time period because, I had just uh, – I was quitting my day job, going full-time with Wrestling With Regret. We were just moving into a new house, and my wife was pregnant with our second child. So I had it all figured out. Um, and mm-hmm. it was you know, it was a very scary time, but deep down I knew it was going to work out, You know, at least in the, the time period we're at now. Um, yeah. It was a scary moment because the spring after I – went full-time with it that's when youtube had the big adpocalypse where everyone was losing money wrestling along with other things were getting demonetized and um i didn't get totally demonetized but i did see a serious drop in revenue that did make me nervous for a little bit but i was able to you know make up some of the money back with patreon by opening my patreon page patreon.com slash wrestling with regret i then also just kind of wrote out the storm. And as the months went on, by the end of the year, things were back to like a good point. And, um, and now um, I'm doing better now than ever before. 
Uh, so I'm I'm in a pretty good place right now. I saw on um I think you posted this on your Twitter I think, but I see that you're building a shed in your backyard. Yes, Brian, two sheds, Zane. Um, yeah, that is actually going to be the new studio space slash office space for me. I've been working out of you know this uh, this office. It's been one of the bedrooms in the house, but it's been entirely my office for the last couple of years, and it's great, but I'm kind of outgrowing it. And so this shed is not terribly larger than the office space. It's only a 12 by 16, Mm -hmm. but my current office space is like 9 by 10. So it's a little bit bigger, but it's going to, I think, go a long way in helping me just with my creativity and my ability to work. And um, I'll be able to have more fun with like the decorations and stuff. Like I've got tons of like wrestling posters that are just rolled up in my office. I have no room for them. So there's going to be a whole like poster wall, you know, uh, as well. And just, it's going to be, it's going to be a big, like kind of, kind of a man cave, I guess in a sense, but it's a functional, you know, productive man cave basically. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah, the shed has been built right now. The drywall is being taped and textured as we speak. There's electricity running to it. Um, it will be a few weeks, I think, before it's really ready to roll and um, and and you know actually mm-hmm. get that done. But it's taking some work from some professionals and from myself. I actually have to. I told the people who installed the door to the shed they have to fix it because they screwed up <laughs> a couple <laughs> of key places. So that I'm not going to stand for that. And um, yeah, but I mean, it's it's a process. Everything is. And uh, but yeah, by WrestleMania time, God, I hope it's before WrestleMania time. Yeah, you will see new episodes filmed from the new shed. It, but but I gotta ask. I mean, I know that you used to be a former wrestler and you don't do it anymore, and you um and and you just want to become like wrestling regret manager esque role. That's what you want to be. But have you ever? Have, do you ever get like you know the the itch to get back in the ring? Yeah, I mean, there's been times where I go, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, there's times I kind of wish, oh, if only I worked a little bit harder as a wrestler. I wish I could have done this and that. And, you know, there are times I think about it, but, you know, I I don't. There's this, I, I do, but I don't, you know? Mm-hmm. I, my, my body thanks me for not wrestling anymore. And um, every time I get back in the ring, there was a time period a few years ago I was, like, training just, like, in case. But – you know, one or two of those sessions, I'm kind of reminded, oh, yeah, this is why I don't like doing it anymore. Because my body is so out of, like, practice with it that bumps just kill me now. And, um, you know, it, it was fun. I wish I had done better at it. I wish I applied myself more as a wrestler. And I became a manager because I think that allowed me to focus energy on wrestling with regret. So uh, wrestling's fun as long as I can do it and not screw up. Is it – do you – so, like – so, like, do you – so do you like talking talking about your career that much or do you like leading or is it like my career is you know that's the past and I don't talk about it anymore I'm talking about this you know yeah, um I love talking about my my time as a wrestler it's just it's silly so um I mean it, I like to make fun of it more than anything so yeah because um, i didn't know how you felt about like actually talking about it. if i was like, like one of those things you just don't talk about anymore it's just like something that happened and you, this is now no i mean i hey, wrestling is a part of my life and being a wrestler is a part of my story um and i just 
you know, it's 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 part of the fabric, the rich tapestry of of Brian Zane in his in, in, in professional wrestling. Uh, I don't think I would have been. I, I certainly love making fun of my time as a wrestler. I mean, I make reference to it all the dang time. So um, if I didn't have that, I, I I would be out of a lot of material. I wouldn't have a lot, as much material. <laughs> yeah. Is um? Do you have a? Do you have a um? A favorite match of yours that you did that you done <laughs> when you were? Yeah, my favorite match was against Mustafa Ali because it's a match where I screwed up the least. <laughs> you actually versed him like for real. You you guys actually had a match. Oh, not I'm sorry, not Mustafa Ali. Mustafa Saeed um, of the Gangsters. Very different Mustafa. <laughs> oh. But uh, yeah, that was in Portland in 2006. End of 2006, I uh, wrestled Mustafa Saeed, one half of the Gangsters with New Jack. And, um, yeah, that was, it was a, it was a squash, but I, you know, at least I didn't screw up that much as, <laughs> as opposed to usual. You didn't get stapled by New Jack, did you? No, I didn't. Okay, good. <laughs> that, that would, that, I, I wouldn't want to take that bump either. <laughs> no. I took a bump yesterday on the ground because I, uh, I was doing, I was pushing carts at my job and I slipped on a patch of ice and I fell on my side. It's like, oh yeah, like if that is that how a bump feels like when you you just you just it feels like slipping and falling on a piece of concrete or is it softer than that? Uh, I would say I would rather take a bump in a ring than on concrete. Absolutely. Um, if you haven't taken a bump in a ring ever before, or if you're not used to it, then sure, uh, it would hurt, you know. But I mean, I I've done that before. One time, I uh, I was walking my dog once and it was like icy out and like. I uh, slipped on a patch of ice, but in the fall, I basically gave the driveway a leg drop to really show it who's boss. Oh, yeah. That'll, that'll, that'll teach you for making me slip. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Yeah. That's, 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 that's amazing, man. Um, so you're going to be at WrestleCon too, though, right? Yes, I'll be part of WrestleCon that Friday and Saturday before Mania weekend. Friday's going to be a shorter day because I have to cross the river to make call time for Black Label Pro. But then Saturday, the plan is to be there all day. Um, and yeah, I'll be selling merchandise. And again, it's going to be me and the crew there. So you can meet all the Wrestling With Regret regulars. Yeah. Um, except unfortunately for uh ian the know-it-all fan he will not be in new york this this year but um mm-hmm. no but everyone else is going to be there and it's gonna be a fun time you know uh well, wrestlecon is always one of my favorite parts of wrestlemania weekend uh just because of the people watching and getting to be surrounded by so many fans and other people in the business so excuse me um but it's going to be uh yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun hey have you ever, um, for your experiences at WrestleCon, doing signings and meeting people and all that stuff, is there what's the most? Because um, everyone has that weird experience when they meet people, you know. Like, there's always like that one thing or that one guy or something. Is is there anything been like weird that you're like, oh, this is interesting, you know? Oh, like, every every one of them, every one of them's that. <laughs> no, it's it's been great, you know. I mean, like I, you know, not every fan is going to be a social butterfly. Uh, you know, and that's yeah. fine. Um, you know, it's just how it is. Uh, wrestling fans come from all different walks of life, from all different, you know, backgrounds. And uh, I think, if anything, my time at conventions and stuff 
has um, kind of helped train me to be a better conversationist. If that's the word, yeah. um, just be better at, you know, engaging with people. Cause I, I've always been kind of like a, a reserve shy kind of guy and not always good at, at talking with strangers. But, uh, I think that this job has kind of helped me put me in that mode. So yeah, it's, it's all been great. Um, I, I was also going to tell you that Jim Cornette's actually going to be here in Chicago, um, at the C2E2 convention, um, doing, uh, signings for, uh, you know, just because he's appearing. Sure. And, um, they, did people did people always relate you to him like all the time? Is it like a thing that you get on the daily? Not daily, fairly regularly though. Um, yeah, I mean that just happens. Um, I can't help how I look, and the fact that I'm a manager as well or an influencer, sponsor, what you want to call me. Uh, it's been, um, you know, it's funny. I don't really get. I don't really like get to me anymore because like I've taken enough steps to try and make myself different. I think it was more justifiable, and I could like I couldn't get pissed about it because I was early in my managing days. I would dress in like the suits and the shirt and tie and all that stuff, and um, now I have the sweatsuits, which helps set me apart a little bit. And you know, I don't talk like him all the time, and we have very different styles. So in appearance, like yeah, we're both two nerdy looking white guys with glasses you know yeah it, it, hap- it happens <laughs> but uh i like to think that i've done enough to kind of separate myself from it but it's always easy to slip back into that and put on the the jim Cornette suit <laughs> you know um so yeah it's it's, it's fun I, I take it as a compliment so i i want so i'm on a hot take on this do you think a aew if they get big enough Will be able to be the next WCW. I think it's way too early to tell what's going to happen with AEW in the next year, five years, ten years, whatever. Just because it is such a we, it's it's a very popular time in wrestling right now. By the way, you know wrestling is cool again when scalpers try to make money off of wrestling fans by jacking up the prices from the pre-sales from all double or nothing. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that to me is the barometer. Ah, wrestling's popular again. Cause rubes are being taken advantage of. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, again, there's no way of knowing based you know, well, we know there's two shows scheduled for this year for AEW and then they're still working on getting a TV deal beyond that. Who really knows? Uh, I, I wish nothing but the best for AEW for Cody and the young bucks. I wish nothing but the best for any company that is able to develop a following like the elite has or like what culture did when they first started WCPW and is now defiant. Um, I, I basically, even though it is kind of an oversaturation of the market, any place where wrestlers can find work, I think that's just great. Mm-hmm. You know, my biggest fear is impact finally closing down because, you know, you need those places to work that have some kind of exposure, even though impact is kind of on the, it's it's like, I say it's on the downturn. It's been on the downturn for 10 years and it's never died yet. So who knows what's going on with that? Um, but you know, it's just, it's just one of those things that I, I, I hope they, they do very well for themselves. No idea what, the apex of that is i think we should just sit back and enjoy the ride yeah because because personally for me i thought uh, there's some there's so many stories i've heard on the internet for the years of impacts you know 
saying that they're gonna that they're filing for bankruptcy. Like I heard that like five times over from five different news sources. Like, but none of them are correct. So like, I don't know what's going on of Impact. They're, if they work, if they if they become like the NXT of AEW, then that'd probably be good for the Impact um, guys, and that'd be good for AEW because you know it will give them a how do I say like exposure, I guess to uh to a more broader audience uh-huh. and on top of that if um on top of that if aew actually gets a deal with tbs um they're, they're gonna be on the old thunder network yeah there's a lot of parallels between aew and like a lot of wcw stuff like oh they have the money oh they're gonna be on a turner network apparently or something possibly uh you know oh they use a lot of stars that have recognition from somewhere else but aew i think is a lot more than that um you know there's just been um all these different names are bringing in that are relative unknowns mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it's like people took uh people made fun of tna for hiring a bunch of old wwf guys and yeah. when wcw was ready to do the same thing but AEW's trying something different, bringing all these other names that like have followings. People know who they are, but like they're not known on a nationwide level. And people make fun of AEW for that. Like, well, make up your mind. Do you want the old faces or do you want the new faces? Yeah, because because basically they're just bringing they're basically signing guys from the independent scene that are really popular on the independent scene. You know, like Joey Ryan, Chuck Taylor, Sammy Callahan, um, Kylie Ray, and Nyla Rose, and all those guys. Yeah, it's it's. You know, it is taking – it's like it's taking a chance on these really quote-unquote unproven commodities because, yeah, they haven't had a chance to really shine on Impact or WWE or whatever. But they're doing well with what they're doing and, you know, someone's got to give them an opportunity eventually. Why not AEW? Yeah, because I actually met Chuck Taylor. He's a nice guy. Um, cool, cool. And uh, – and um because because I actually been to a indep- I I've been to one independent show but it was like a long time ago and it was really cool, but um, but like, do you, do you think that that AEW will um will um su- will really succeed or do you think it's gonna end up like or or do you think it will end up like in the same pool as Impact where people are gonna like be speculating like five years down the road that they're gonna be filing for bankruptcy? People have been speculating that WWE is gonna file for bankruptcy. People have been kind of like wanting to fiddle while Rome burns for the last like fifteen years with them, and they're not going anywhere. They're making money hand over fist, and so people want to speculate about anything like that's all wrestling fans do is speculate so sure i mean people will speculate about the future of aew they've been doing about tna for the last 15 years so i just think that you know people are going to speculate because they have nothing better to do i again i have nothing but high hopes and high wishes i hope aew does well i hope it doesn't get to that point where they're like oh questioning the future or whatever i hope they do well was it always uh speaking of doing well was it was there ever a um, was there ever a thought in your mind when you when you were wrestling that you wanted to be that you wanted to make it to WWE and have your WrestleMania moment? I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone has that moment at least once. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, I think when you get into wrestling, you have a goal in the back of your mind at least to you know be somewhere on TV. I think back when I started training, there wasn't much out there. It was like WWE, and that was it, maybe TNA, and there was nothing else. Now I think people who are getting into wrestling are finding a really good opportunity because 
there are all these upper tier indie feds all over the country. There is Black Label Pro. There is GCW. There's Defy. There's CZ, CZW. There's uh, Wrestling Pro Wrestling. There's Hood Slam. There's APW. There's like uh, Freelance Wrestling. There's all these uh, other Everything. things in Chicago. Everywhere there's wrestling practically except for, you know, the flyover states. Yeah. But there's a lot of wrestling to be had and there's a lot of opportunities out there now, more so than I think ever before. And with internet and social media and YouTube as big as it is now, it's really – easy it can be easy to get on you know social media get your name out there and eventually build a following it works for me with wrestling with regret so it's you know it's just one of those things where uh, i had the dream obviously but that was a pipe dream and you know but now that you know aew is there and there's all these, other, all these other opportunities it allows me to be the influencer and to put my name out there and to try and get booked elsewhere for things just because it's just the the, the, the culture we live in now do you do you still got to take bumps even though you're a manager? I will occasionally when I have to, yeah, but it's not like a regular thing. Because because I know because I heard over the internet on like videos and stuff about about managers talking about when they were like you know when they're in their pre- when they're doing their thing that they that they still got to take bumps. It's like I think I heard from your video from uh from work from uh getting into the biz, which is a great YouTube series. People go check it out. Um. I think you said something about like the refs you learn how to take a bump because because every once in a while you're gonna have to do it. I think that's what you said. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone who gets involved in wrestling, whether they're managers or referees or whatever, I think they do need to learn how to bump and do some basic things every now and then, just because you never know. Um, so I think it's. It's all good, you know. I think it's just one of those things where you have. It's like I think you. I think that you're a better manager if you've got the wrestling background, and you are a better referee if you know what it's like to try at least work a match. It just it just helps, you know. It's a really good uh, knowledge to have. It was was there when you were making those gains of the biz videos? Was there when when you were like you know recording it and you're done your editing? Was there a moment where you're like, crap, I should add that, but I forgot to do it. Oh yeah, that happens. There's always things I'll kind of remember later, um, but it's not. It's, if it wasn't that big a deal for me to not remember it the first time, it's like not a huge deal. If I forget it. If I really want to, I'll add like a little ding with a little text saying, "Oh, but there's also this," you know. But like, you know, that's yeah. not that common. Is um, uh, when are you going to do another uh, ECW pay per view on the classic pay per view reviews? I don't know. Um, I'll have to look and see what coming down the pike i mean i've got a lot of i got a few ecw pay-per-views um on my uh what do you call it list of nominees i'll get there eventually i think what i want to do next time is when i decide what ecw show i want to do seek out an original ecw like vhs or dvd because the last show i did was on the network and it was not doing it for me just like so many edits the music and everything it's like it's not the same so that would be my my goal is to find something that's like more original. I I was at no speaking of ECW, I actually uh, went I actually punched in the ECW website in the Wayback Machine just to check it out, and and gosh, how much the internet has really advanced since then. I mean, like back oh, yeah. back then, you know, like they had a street team where they had people actually flying for them. I mean, like in today's society, you don't, you don't need people to fly for you. You can fly for yourself on Facebook. Isn't that Mm -hmm. crazy? 
Yeah, you know, times have changed. Um, I think street teams are still a thing. Posters and flyers are still a thing because you gotta. It's not enough to advertise on the internet as as readily available as it is. People still like to see posters somewhere, you know. And so I think that's still very important. And so yeah, I mean, if you're lucky, you can get a street team. But otherwise, you gotta kind of do the work yourself. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, like, I mean, like, I, I really do miss the old days. You know, of when we had. Big time alternatives. I mean, the the only big time alternative we have that we have this day is really like you know nothing like a besides Impact, which I don't really call big time alternative because they're because they kind of you know sink and sink lower and lower into the into the sea. But like, but like, I remember like I wasn't born and wasn't watching at the time, but I remember when you know you had WWF and then you could switch to WCW, and then on Fridays you can go to ECW, and those and those are like big wrestling alternatives I used to come on on a daily basis every week and they were, and everyone knew what it was. But, yeah, I mean, that's... It is how it is. Uh, you know, again, the times change. Um, do you miss it, though? Yeah. Uh, well, there's parts of the old, old world that I miss, for sure. I think that a lot of the content back then was more interesting than it is now. The storytelling was different. Um... They relied more on characters and storylines than they do now. And now it's it's mostly geared toward athleticism, which is fine. But I think you're forgetting about what makes wrestling so great is all the characters and stuff. And they kind of take a back at least in WWE, take a back seat to that. And also in the uh, you know all those other indies where it's all about like like AEW describes themselves as sports centric, which to me makes it sound like they're not going to have a lot of storylines or characters. But I hope they do. Mm-hmm. It's just it's one of those things where I mean there are some things obviously nostalgia taking over. I wish there's some things about the old days that still were around, but that's just the nature of the business. It's always moving forward. It's always evolving. It never goes back. So it's just one of those things you just kind of have to like accept it and move along with it, or be left behind. Is um, were were you uh did did you watch Nitro back then, or were you more like like raw all the way? And Nitro was just like a thing you got into later. Nitro was the first thing I watched because I got into wrestling by playing WCW versus NWO uh, World Tour. Yeah, I remember that. And so, yeah, that was kind of my entry point was WCW. I started watching Nitro as a result, and then I would flip back and forth between that and Raw because they were really close to each other on the box, the cable box. Yeah. And then ultimately I just went with WWF because it was the show I was more interested in, and the rest is history. And so I would always kind of go back and forth as the – the war went on, but uh, you know, WWF was the one I was more loyal to and more interested in. Was uh, did you find out? EC, did you find ECW on your own, or was ECW a thing that you, that you learned through your friends? Because it was because you know, nobody knew what ECW was even on TNN. Nobody knew it existed unless you. Well, yeah, because before ECW had their TV deal, I wasn't really into tape trading at the time, so. I heard about ECW like in whispers from my friends in middle school. It's like, that's the one where they, it's real. They use knives. And so I didn't know much about ECW besides that until I watched a bit of it on TNN. I bought a couple of like tapes and VHSs when they were selling them at like the local Sam Goody or Suncoast or those, you know, those uh, movie stores uh, at the mall. Yeah. Uh, that, and that was all my real knowledge of ECW at the time. So I came in at a time where I didn't really appreciate or watch a lot of ECW in its heyday. Just one of those things where, you know, I just wasn't, it wasn't, I was, it wasn't the right demographic. I wasn't there at the time. Like everyone's 
you know, people love Transformers and G.I. Joe. I didn't care about it because I was born too late. You know, it wasn't, yeah. wasn't my show. Yeah. So, I mean, but do you, do you like it now or is it more like uh, it's too extreme for my taste? I mean, no, I think it's gotten a lot more extreme now than it was back then. I mean, there's stuff from ECW you can appreciate. There's more of the technical stuff like the Dimalenkos, your Eddie Guerrero's, Chris Benoit's and stuff like that. Yeah. The, you know, um, I feel that. I can watch a death match. I can watch hardcore stuff as long as I know the context and why they're fighting. If I don't know and I just see these guys killing each other in the ring, I'm like, why are they doing this? Uh, that's really for anything with wrestling. I mean, I'm so much more of a story guy than a wrestling guy. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm sure fans would call me not a real fan for saying that, but it's like, if I don't know why these two guys are fighting, I couldn't care less. People will say, you got to see this awesome match with these two little guys who slap their legs when they kick all the time and it's awesome five star classic but like i don't know these i don't i don't know who they are i don't know why they're fighting and so i tune out you know but yeah. i'll watch you know stuff from like 98 or whatever or i'll watch some of the stuff from you know like some of the stuff on tv from like storylines story like, okay i can get into this it's just you know uh context is is key for me so like since you're such a story guy in the wrestling in in wrestling aspects um did you do you ever thought about like doing like a book or something or make or writing like a not like a fan fiction but like you know like a like a like like a story like an original story a book or something along those kind of lines um no it's like i actually it's funny i am actually in the works working on um a book of of some kind i'm not going to get into too many details but there is something All in right. the works book related um that might be coming out in the future. You know, I've thought about writing a book about something with wrestling, but I have no idea what. Like, I mean, what I, I wouldn't do an autobiography because, you know, who am I? And, you know, like, what would I talk about with wrestling? So I've always thought about, oh, it wouldn't be fun. Wouldn't it be fun? But I have no idea what to, what to build off from there. And, um, you know, that's just kind of how it is. Like, kind of working in other media like that would be fun, but it's a time commitment I don't really have. Yeah, because – no, because no, speaking of creative outlets, I forgot to also tell you that – um. I remember when when I did the when me and Cam on the Venture Time guys when we did the first interview with you. I remember um, you you were talking about covering uh, the song Uptown Funk, and you were gonna replace it with something about Terry Funk. And I told you that you should and I and I gave you a suggestion and gone like like hardcore Terry Funk, hardcore Terry Funk. Yeah. And and I and I and I waited for years and years like like after I said that, I was like waiting for weeks and weeks after for that video to come out and it never came out. What happened to it? Just time fell by the wayside. It's like I got a lot of ideas for parodies that I don't do, you know? Just because it's a matter of like time, creativity. Uh if I wanna do it, I wanna make a music video a music video that looks good and I just don't have the time or money to do something like that. Yeah. So, you know, it's always there. It's always sitting there in the back of my mind, but will it ever get done? I don't know. Maybe somebody else should do it. <laughs> I, I would totally do it if I could. <laughs> so like, uh-huh. like not saying that I can't do it, but I'm just saying like, you know, if, you know, just if I, if I had more time between my job and this and all that, but, um, the, the do you like, uh, I, outside the wrestling stuff, are you into like, like, you know, like, old like retail like 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 my art like another youtube channel i watch retail archaeology who who covers retail and the history of retail are you into that too is that like a side hobby that you like 
Retail? Uh, no, I can't say I'm into that. As far as the other hobbies I have, they're kind of few and far between. Like, I like there's shows that my wife and I have to watch together. Yeah. Um, but no, it's like I'm not really and like if I have the chance, I like to cook, but that's, um, you know, not yeah. much. <laughs> um, Kayfabe Kitchen coming up, right? It's new one. Yeah, that's right. We got I got the new cookbook and I got some new recipes to make. So. But uh, you kind of remind me of Alton Brown when you do that. Yeah, I try and make it just fun, you know. Uh, it's and it certainly has been fun. So, do you get that a uh, lot too? Do what the the Alton the Alton Brown comparison? No, no one's ever compared me to Alton Brown until you did. Um, but you know, hey, Alton Brown's a good personality. I've liked um, I liked watching that stuff. Uh, we used to watch some of the old Good Eats. It's a, it's kind of like the Bill Nye of food. Uh, yeah, he is kind of in a way. He he has very informational stuff. What um, what's your favorite thing you ever cooked on the kayfabe? Um, I think my favorite recipe I ever did that was like savory was a um chicken fried steak, and then I made a uh, for sweet I made like these kind of fudge squares that were like, um, had other like uh, like vanilla kind of uh, laced in there as well. Is there anything? Is there anything in the new cookbook that you're just create that you're just wait? You can't wait to make. Yeah, actually, there's a few. I mean, God, the re- the cookbook looks so nice compared to the old ones, and like the photography is on point, and the recipes look good. There's like a filet mignon with like, crab meat on top, which sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, the first recipe I'm gonna make is Nacho Man Randy Savage, which. <laughs> It will incorporate Slim Jims, if you can believe it, and oh, so how? it's gonna be it's gonna be good fun. I like. Um, do you like Slim Jims or, or yourself? I mean, they're good for an ironic snack, but that's about it. <laughs> when um, have you ever tried the the Jr. the Jr. stuff, the Jr. Bar- barbecue jerky and the sauce and all that? No, I've wanted to, but I've never actually had the chance. Would Would you make a video on it though? If you If you did, if oh, you pro- did, probably yeah. Because I saw you eat all the old stuff, like, you know, like the old cereal, <laughs> the old shampoo, the old Stone Cold Sun. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe. Maybe someday. What, um, what is, what is your favorite, uh, what's your favorite old product that you ate on the channel? <laughs> like, um, most memorable, probably like the gum with the drawings on it, because it was so awful. Yeah. Probably the best thing I ate, the best old thing was the Ultimate Warrior cereal because it was like surprisingly still good. It was like a little stale, but like it wasn't that bad. Um, so that was actually quite pleasant. <laughs> Is um, what I, I know a lot of people didn't like the new WCW logo. By the way, the uh, the new one that looks that that PSA looks like a bird hit their hit their windshield. But way you thought of it, do you liked it? Wait, the what now? The, the WCW logo, the one right before oh. they died. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I guess. Like, I didn't think there was anything wrong with the original logo. The new one was fine for what it was. It, it, it made for a, a nice set on Nitro. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I have no, no problems with it. Yeah, the um, – I mean, because I'm just – I mean, like, yes, I like the Attitude Era, and that was great, and I really liked that. But I was always like – I. I I kind of like WCW a lot, but kind of a lot more, I guess. I'm not sure. But 
Um, but that's just, that's just, that's just me. But, um, yeah, I, I know, I know that, uh, you, you gotta, you gotta go soon, but I'll, I'll, I'll leave you with one, I'm gonna leave you one last question and you can share your social medias. Um, okay. Big one. Um, make it count. Oh, I'm gonna make it count. (laughs) I gotta think of one big last question. Okay, so if if you were if you were to um want to go to like any if you wanted to be in the Royal Rumble and they called you up to be in it, what number? I, I know you want to be number thirty, but like what what um what number would you personally want to be? If it wasn't, you probably would choose number thirty. But what number would you personally want to be? And would you want to wrestle main event WrestleMania, or would you, or would you want to be lower on the card to show your your appreciation to the business? I guess you can say. Huh. Very interesting questions. Um, I guess if I had to pick a number, I'd say number three because that's the first uh, real uh, uh, arrival after one and two. It sets the tone. Um, WrestleMania, I would go where they wanted to put me. I wouldn't care if it was a main event or not, because at least it'd be WrestleMania, and I get that payday. Um, if the, real quickly, if it was, if real quickly, if you if you return this around on me, real quickly, I would probably be, I'd probably be number six. I probably want to be number six, and I would probably want to be the match before the main event, just the just the show that I'm that I'm kind of would be there, but I'm, but I'm not the main event. <laughs> But uh, well, you gotta take what you can get sometimes. Yeah. So yeah, it was. Thank you, Brian, for coming on this on the time bite. I I really think this interview went went over really well, better than the first one. And I put you over like Rover, didn't I? Oh, you certainly did. I mean, you st- you opened up with a Mr. Kennedy impression, and it's been it's been going great from there. Uh, but yeah, thanks for having me on the podcast. Uh, if you want to find me on social media, I'm on Twitter at Zman Brian Zane, Instagram at Brian Zane. That's a new one for me. I've been kind of getting into Instagram more now. Facebook.com slash wrestling with regret. And of course the YouTube channel, over 241,000 subscribers and counting. Uh, you can see me next March 30th, Daily City, California for all pro wrestling's uncensored. And uh, SoCal uh, Uncensored is actually going to be main eventing that show. So that'd be yeah. fun. And then you've got um, WrestleMania weekend. I'll be there for WrestleCon. I'll be there for Black Label Pros Adventures in Wrestling with the Million Dollar Battle Royal. And uh, it's going to be a good old time, and I can't wait. And if you and if you want to find me, if for everyone out there, and if you also want to find me, which I'm pretty sure you're following me on all this anyway, you can you can find me on Twitter at nostalgiavamp. You can follow me on Facebook at CyberTimeBite. You can buy my merchandise at RubBubble.com under Crash Steven Gear, which is my OC, which was a whole story over there. Um, but but yeah, um, thank thank you for thank you for everything. Thank you for such a great time. Uh, hopefully we can talk again soon. And I'll beat you next time in wrestling. (laughs) I look forward to the rematch. All right, everyone. Have a great one.